guys and welcome back to the LMF Mindset Podcast. I am super excited for today's episode. Um, most of you will already know her, but this is Jasmine from Not Just a Bikini Girl and the owner of Compaq. She's somebody that I seriously look up to. Um, and in this episode, we get to dive in deep and get to know Jazz a little bit better. Instead of her being on the interview interviewer side, she is the interviewee. So... With that, I'll leave you with the episode and I hope you enjoy. Hey guys, so today I'm here with Jasmine. Jazz, she's also known as Not Just a Bikini Girl. She also is the owner of Compact. Um, to me, she's a very empowering and inspiring woman to look to. Um, I know a lot of other females feel exactly the same way. Um, and I felt that she's definitely a good person to have on the podcast because, she, as I say, there's a lot of females who do look up to her. And I know from her own podcast that she's got um, history with poor mental health. And I think it's something that I think a lot of you guys will learn from and take away from. So, just going to give a little bit about yourself and a little flow. Firstly, thanks for having me. Uh, it's been a while that I've actually been the, I guess, the well been interviewed so I'm looking forward to this um it's really really dry. we said this just before um the podcast I started recording but I find it so weird when you say like people looking up to me um I don't I it's really strange to hear that because when I started out very much like yourself um you you just you just do it for the love don't you you just do it yeah, and you yeah. and you don't know how many people are going to look how many like how many views you're gonna get and that sort of thing um you kind of just do it because you absolutely love it so the fact that you've said something like that and you even like found me through the podcast is like insane so um no thanks a lot for that that does mean a lot and I'm really really getting hot and it's not just because of the weather like so yeah a bit about myself oh where do we where do we start Lucy okay um, <laughs> probably easiest to I always like like to start from like university that's kind of like where my fitness sort of life started officially so um I went to I did my second sorry I studied international media communications in French I still can't speak French fluently so please don't come up (laughs) and start speaking fluent because I'll be like what um so yeah I started I've always had problems with my hips my knees yeah so ever since I was a child um would skip PE I would be bullied for it if you guys will see me in person you might see that my knees turn in slightly still um because I've actually got knock knees and I've got really basically really bad weak uh hips and knees okay so that for me was always like something that always used to get me down obviously I got bullied for it all that sort of thing I couldn't run so I got into weightlifting during university when I kind of thought right I really just want to get fit and healthy um and when I say I started on nothing I mean I was doing body weight squats and struggling like that's how weak my whole like course ability hits like everything was so for me it's I if you would have told me this like you know how many odd years ago that was so I'm 25 now that I'd be competing, having a business and a podcast, I would have just been like holding a duty in one hand with like a cheesecake <laughs> on the other and been like, uh, no, you got the wrong girl. Um, and I just never ever thought of myself of being in this situation, basically. But anyway, that's kind of where, like for me, the weight training and the competing sort of stuff, like my first goal with anything, it wasn't competing, it actually was to be able to run on the treadmill for five minutes. Okay. okay. Something really, really small. Yeah, we all start, start from somewhere. Yeah, exactly. So that was my goal. Smashed it, and just the feeling, like the like the endorphins, and like I remember just crying actually. Like I ran mm-hmm. five minutes on the treadmill, and I just cried because I thought, oh my god, like doctors told me I wouldn't be able to walk and run and all this crazy stuff. So it kind of you what? Sorry, babe. That's amazing. Like you would have had so much. Yeah, I can't imagine what that would have felt like. It was pretty shit. Um, the fact that like, oh sorry, I do say I do say like and um quite a lot of guys just a bit of a disclaimer. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was such a. It, when I look back now, it really it held me back in so many ways. It didn't make I didn't feel very confident in myself, especially when I'm five foot ten. Um, you could tell that I was always hunching over. Do you know what I mean? Like I just wasn't confident in myself. Yeah. Um, and then after that little goal, I thought, okay, like what can I do next? 
And yeah. I came, I just remember coming across Amanda LaTola and thinking, oh, like this competing thing. But at this point, I was still, you know, drinking like crazy amounts at uni and living that life and of all course. that sort of stuff. Um, so I just slowly kind of got into it during kind of that way. Um, in regards to like, the mental health side, to be really honest, I, I can remember from quite a young age um I don't know whether it's mental health I still if you go if you go into my GP records which obviously none of these girls do but you know what I mean like if you go into GP records it still doesn't say um like depression or anxiety or like whatever it says but I've always known I think sometimes you know when sometimes you just feel a little bit off um but like for a long period of time and you're going for the motions you're like I don't know why I'm feeling like this but this ain't normal and you know you can you know that this you know that you can feel better, if that makes sense. And you, yeah, yeah. You, you know yourself, really, don't you? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that for me, that was a big, I think, I looking back at university, I drank a lot, probably just to kind of, I guess, as like an escape, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, for weight training for me, it was just a massive, it, it really did transform me, actually, because I remember at university, my great-granddad passed away. And then a couple of months later, um, a friend of mine, a really good friend of mine, um, died in a car crash. Oh, my God. Um, and then a couple of months later, uh, my, well, he's technically my second, I call him like my second dad, um, but he died of cancer. And I was like, oh in just, it was like, fr- it was like free strikes, you know what I mean? Yeah, of course, yeah. Third, yeah, third year uni, and I just felt like a massive cloud. Like I honestly felt like I was just walking around with this massive cloud, and I was acting like the happy party girl. And inside, I was literally just like, I yeah, really I can totally relate to that. Don't feel great. Totally relatable, yeah. So that's kind of where the weight training came in for me because I remember going to the doctors, and so I was not expecting to go this deep, but screw it. Um, I didn't. I remember going to the doctors, and they wanted to. I forgot what the medication was they wanted to put me on, but I just thought really I thought I've got to this stage when they, all they're offering me now is medication I thought I don't want that life like I've seen yeah, it yeah. my dad I was like no 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 that's not me um and I made that you know that conscious choice conscious choice and decision being and saying to myself that is not the life that I want to live and that's not what I want to do um I don't want to be on medication for the rest of my life blah blah um so yeah, that's kind of where I the weight training thing kind of started it was kind of half with my hips always being a problem and getting me down and the other half being like I really want to just feel good in myself yeah um, and yeah fast forward I now have a podcast which talks about mindset and everything else and I have a business and competing and I talk about heels and I never wore heels when I was younger so it's like what <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I hope that kind of gives like a little bit of like a backstory of myself. Yeah. I don't, I, I think I'm more, thank you. So I, I feel more com- comfortable talking about it with podcasting than I do on Instagram. I don't know why. Yes, um, I agree. I'm exactly the same. And that, I think that's why I started the podcast. Cause I, I always, and even to this day now, Lucy, like I still feel a little bit with my own personal like journey in that. I don't know. I can never put it into words. Sometimes it, a podcast is just it's so much easier and I do feel like you get to know people so much more. Yes, um, yes, I agree. And I definitely think that like that's why um, I'm kind of keeping these as authentic as possible because even though it might feel like you're holding back, you're actually giving a lot more than you think. Like I've noticed like with my own story, um, see the first introduction that I did, the very first podcast I did, I kind of gave mm-hmm. a backstory about myself. I had to record that, no joke, 20 times. <laughs> I'm not, do you know what? I'm not even like, I don't, I'm not even shocked because my I first one. I had to record that 20 times. Yeah. It's hard. I just couldn't find the words. Like, yeah. you know the story, obviously, because it's your own story, but it's putting it into words that make sense. <laughs> uh-huh, are relatable because you can't just say oh I felt miserable like that's not that doesn't even touch the surface of what was going on mm-hmm. um you know you have to and it's it is difficult kind of replaying the story because there's some things that I've spoken about in the last sort of couple of months that I've not spoken about in such a long time mm-hmm. because I not because I wanted to forget there's a difference between suppressing and moving on there's a massive difference because when you're suppressing it it kind of it's almost like that cloud that you're talking about that it's it's there you know it's there and it's eating away at you but you are trying to push it back 
Whereas when you're moving on, you're not trying to push anything back. You're naturally walking away from it. Mm. And there's not that gravitate like you're not gravitating back to all the time because every time you feel miserable it's just you're aware it's there you're aware where it's happened it's something that's happened in your past but you're able to kind of move forward Mm. um and that's when the sort of education and teaching other people how to do that comes into place which is what kind of i'm trying to do is that's why my angle is you know try to teach people how to cope and teaching like there's it wouldn't be um, it would be very small-minded of me to get one interview or just one uh, my own opinion on how to move forward because everybody co- copes differently. Yeah. So my way of dealing with things might not help might not help somebody that your way of dealing with things could help. Do you know what mm. I mean? Um, and that's why I'm trying to get so many different people who have got like I mean I I've never had I've been fortunate enough that I've never I've never even broken a bone. <laughs> lucky bastard <laughs> that's what I'm saying I've never even broken a ball don't when, my mom, when I was younger mum used to call me Bambi because I was just constantly like falling over bruising <laughs> fractures like oh my god it was hilarious I, I, I I've maybe had two sprains in my life like I don't know if, <laughs> I don't know if it's just because I'm like extra cautious or what but I'm, the, the worst that's happened to me this is a bit gory but when I was I want to say four years old, mate. In fact, no, would have been a wee bit older. I must have been about six, and I cracked my head open. How was that young? I can't even remember it. <laughs> so, yeah, I, for me, it was always fingers, always oh, fingers. Really? Yeah, I got my finger trapped in the door when I was three, oh. and yeah, we won't we won't go any more into that. But yeah, I was just very clumsy as a child. Broke my leg. Um, Fracture the finger, yeah, I've had it all. But oh, so yeah, I've, I've, been, I've, I've been fortunate enough that I've never had anything like really physically wrong. So it's quite interesting to hear that side because physical problems are so much harder on the mental health than people realise, and I don't think people do talk about that quite enough. Yeah, like I used to get. Oh, sorry, Lisa. Like talking no, about no, that, no. it's just really sprung to my life. I used, so when I was at school, because of my hips and being bullied, I had so much anxiety for walking in public spaces. That's How mad that? And now I step on stage. Like, for me, stepping on stage was a big, big thing. Just yeah. for that. Um, just because I, I was just absolutely afraid because I just, I thought, oh, people are going to be looking at me, how I'm walking, and then, you know, X person, I won't say names just in case you never know, but like, you know, yeah, X person's yeah. going to come down around the corner again and kick my legs in. You know, there was always something. Um, and I know exactly what you mean when you mentioned about the, you know, like the physical linking into the mental stuff, because I always yeah. had that anxiety. Um, so for me, and I know this sounds corny as hell, but every time like before I step on stage I always remind myself of that because I'm like man I've come far like yeah I I generally do know that do you know what I mean that is such an accomplishment and the fact like what's really refreshing for me to hear is that you are personally giving yourself a pat on the back like I think that like that to me is massive and I don't do it enough yeah, that's it. People don't do it enough. People are, especially in our industry, which is definitely something that needs to be spoken about more, is we are so busy focusing on, as soon as we step off stage, we're like, what, what, what are we doing next? What are we competing next? Like, when are we doing a photo shoot? When are we doing this? When are we doing that? You're, you don't give yourself two minutes to sit and yeah. think, holy crap, I just stepped on a bodybuilding stage. Like, how many people want to even get half of the physique that I've got right now? And I've yeah. just gone and put myself through a 16-week prep, stepped on stage, but nearly butt naked, <laughs> and I've walked away with whatever I've walked away with. Even if you don't walk away with a place, and the fact you've even stepped on that stage, Christ almighty, the number of people who even would dream to do that. Yeah. You know? um, I always look back at... Um... I, that's one thing I, I do try and do a little bit more is look back at photos when I was a teenager because yes. you know what I mean like the photos, images and photos are such strong we have very strong emotional connections to them and I always look back to photos when I was a teenager yeah. because I can, I can like I can literally close my eyes and go right back to that moment where you know I the time of my life what was going on and that for me that just it really grounds me before I go on stage because it's like I don't care but Jimmy and I it's like yes we're all competitive we want to win but I will kid you not like I've seen so many bodybuilding shows now 
and I've seen, you know, it's interesting when you see them on social media in comparison to when you're seeing them on, um, like, in the flesh. Yeah. And yeah. I say this to my athletes, I'm like, I honestly couldn't give a monkey's about your place because I know that, yeah, obviously, like, we, they want to win, I want the, I want the best for them, of but course. you just don't know... You don't know what's on the, happening on the day. You don't know who's going to turn up. You don't know whether that judge wants a Domino's or a Pizza Express before after he, you know, he's judged you. So it's like, don't people? And then people walk away when they're not placed. And I've seen it so many times. Girls storming off stage, getting really pissed off. And I'm just, I just want to shake them and be like, guys, you do realise that what you've just accomplished, it's <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing as well, that when it comes to, like, for me, like, the first, eight, in fact, every single one of them, I've said it to every single, every single time I've stepped on stage, I have said, I do not care where I place. Like, if I, and I'm not saying that in, like, to downgrade anything because I'm proud of everything that I have achieved, but it was never a placing that I was going for because I came from being so overweight and so mentally, like, again, kind of the same thing, but different. Mm. Like, I felt everything that I'm doing now, I feel so grateful for, and I'm so proud of myself because a few years ago, I was lucky to step out of hospital with mm. after attempting to take my own life. Now, I'm not, like, it's... It's a different thing, but when I, and I, like, as soon as, like, I recovered from that, and I thought, right, this is, like, I'm, I can't let other people, and I can't let other circumstances make me make decisions, because ultimately, that's my choice, like, I've made that choice, that's not the choice I want to make, mm-hmm. I need to make do with what I've got, and make it work for me, yeah. so when I then, when after that, that was just over five years ago, and I said to myself, right, in five, like, I, well, I never said in five years, but I said that my, my, I had a couple goals set in place. One of them was I wanted to lose all of the weight and I wanted to step on a bodybuilding stage. Mm. So when I went to my first show, like my coach said to me, right, you're going to do amazing. You're, you know, you'll probably get a good place and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, in the nicest way possible, I don't care. Like I could walk away last, but the yeah. fact I've even got here is enough in itself and it was Mm -hmm. the same with the second and the third show like I love the experience I love the day I love the vibes I love meeting new people I love meeting other people in the industry that's something I'm going to touch on in a minute as well actually because I want your opinion on something okay um, I love meeting I love meeting the people I love the vibes and yeah you you meet so many like-minded people because I do feel and this is the thing I kind of want your opinion on Mm. that I do feel the industry, we are a very kind of set, it's hard to explain, you can set us apart from the rest because I do feel we do have a very similar, either a similar mindset or similar circumstances in the sense that we are quite extreme people. We're not people who settle for anything we kind of push for the extra mile now whatever we get from that is great but it's so long as we know within ourselves we've given it a hundred percent um whereas a lot of people that I know kind of settle for average which Mm. is fine if that's how people want to live but I do feel that obviously with to be a competitor you do have to kind of have that mindset where you do want that little bit extra which is why I do feel like a lot of competitors end up starting their own businesses um you know trying to have their own niche in a certain way whether it be a supplement brand or um you know anything like that I do feel it is a very strong-minded industry but a lot of the competitors have come from something with a poor mental health hmm. if that makes sense yeah, so I'm just trying to like process like all the, there's loads of little like segments that you said that which are quite interesting. So the the one that's kind of sprung up to me there is I go to a lot of like networking events because I still yeah, work yeah. a couple of days a week doing my other job so I can get my living costs and all that sort of fun stuff until compacts at a place that you know I yeah, can start yeah. taking a wage. Um, and it's interesting when you have these really successful business owners in the room, and then 
they're like, oh, I couldn't do what you do, Jazz. I'm like, yeah, but you run a business. Like, you know how to time manage. You know how to persevere when things get tough. You know resilience. Like, there's so many things. And I say this to a lot of people. If you can compete, you can run a business. If you run a business, you can compete. Because they're very, very similar. And they, yeah, yeah. they've taught me very similar things as well. Um, yes, not everyone's going to be good at accounting, i.e. me. I, I've just got my bookkeeper. Best decision ever. This little dyslexic girl cannot be handed in any more numbers. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it does teach you so many like interchangeable things. Um, yeah. And it's weird, even though, yes, I compete, like a lot of things that I do, um, I kind of, yes, they, I guess they can be seen to be like the extreme, but I still don't see myself as a very extreme person in the industry I still see myself as quite like not laid back but I've got I don't know see I think but see the thing is I think you can be laid back but still want more like Mm. I'm not saying that you're not grateful for everything you've got now and you're happy with everything you've got now but you're you have you've obviously you've gone the extra mile I mean if you didn't have the mindset that you've got you wouldn't have gone to push yourself for a five minute run when somebody told you you couldn't do it you Mm. would have been like oh okay I can't do it so I'm not going to do it I'm not going to try just in case I make things worse or whatever which is what a lot of people would probably think and I was was told all I was told so many times especially from like my mum and dad as well um yeah I love don't get me wrong I love my mum and dad and I can imagine a lot of us listen to this love our mum and dads but god they tell you some bloody dog shit don't they sometimes <laughs> and they say it's like little comments that they say you some like you try and unpack it but like why am I acting a certain way and I do this all the time these days so I'm just getting old but you try and think why do why do I think this thing or why do I have this belief because sometimes yeah, yeah. you're not you don't actually believe the belief it's just yeah, something that's yeah. been said and which is true um, and it's a big one that I have to battle with quite a lot still to this day, actually, is my dad being like, I'll just go for a safe job, Jasmine. What's the point of having a business? And you, it, he was a massive negative one and he still doesn't get what I do. Um, and that's for me, that's quite a difficult one because a lot that's of my that. negativity growing up was from my dad. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it, it, it is a hard one. It is a hard one, especially when you're trying to be doing something which I guess is against the grain. Um, But I've still, I've lost, I'll be honest, I've lost friends on the way with what I do, with running the business and competing stuff. That's exactly kind of what you were saying before. Most business owners or CEOs or whatever, they are exactly the same. You'll probably find that a lot of their sort of older friends or whatever have kind of drifted. Yeah. We and, and I think that's what I think that's the point I'm trying to get across that we go for success. We all aim for success. Well whatever that may be in our minds, we that's what we strive for because we're either A running away from something that held us back before or B not rebelling but kind of going yeah, kind of going against what we were told that we can't do. We're like, Well oh, no, yeah. I will do it. <laughs> I quite enjoy being I don't know. Ever since I was a child, I kind of like, I was always known. I remember this in school reports. Like, jazz is a little bit different. I kid you not, that's in one of my school reports. Um, and I kind of embraced that because I just thought, well, I don't want to be like everyone else. And I always knew this sounds a bit weird. When I was, whenever I was in family situations, I'd always like sit there and kind of zone out. I'm like, you're all talking about like something that I just have no interest in. And it was generally, it's all like kind of like small talk. Um, and I always just sit there being like, I just don't feel like I'm this, even though, you know, they're my, they're my blood, they're my family. I always sat there and thought, I don't feel like I'm part of this. And it was yeah, no yeah, disrespect yeah. to them. Um, but I couldn't explain why. I didn't know why. But I've always felt whenever my going through my life, I've always liked to do something or be something a little bit different. Um, okay. So going to like Malaysia for my second year, like none of my other friends were doing it. But it kind of drove me more. And I was like, well, if you guys aren't going to do it, then I'm definitely going to do it. Like, do you know what I mean? And when I started yeah, my yeah. podcast, no one was doing it. Um, so, and even like with Compact, I always try and do things which, uh, it's very true to me. Like, I'm always trying to do something which is very different to, I guess, well, I hope it's resonating, like very different to what's already in the industry, just because I like being different. And I think yeah, I've been, yeah. it's taken me a while to get to that place when I'm like, do you know what? I freaking like it when like I, people are like what are you doing like her I generally get very shocked um yeah because in the past that was a negative thing but I've I, I don't know how I've done it but in a way I've kind of thought 
I've got to use it in a positive way. And that's the way, and it's not because of, you know, people are still saying the same stuff to me, Lucy. Um, it's just how I decide to interpret whatever exactly is being said to me. Does, does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's something that we kind of, and that's, I mean, like, anybody else that would take that bit of, you know, take somebody saying sort of anything negative towards what you're doing would kind of take a step back. Whereas I'm very much the same, whereas I've kind of always been a not an outcast. Like I've kind of like I've always had like got on with my friends and stuff, but I've always felt like I didn't belong. Like everything that they were kind of talking about, I didn't really have much interest in or anything that they were they were planning on doing. I I went along, but I didn't really want to be there. Mm. And um, but the moment, kind of dissimilar to yourself, the moment I found bodybuilding, and I mean, I didn't even find bodybuilding first or weightlifting first. I kind of went the long way for a shortcut. And I, when I started losing the weight, I first opted to um, running. Well, I didn't opt to running. It was when I was in the gym. In fact, the very first class that I went to, and this 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 shocked me, and I am really glad, and this is the sort of thing that I'm talking about. If I had listened to this guy, I would not be where I am now, and I'd probably still be overweight. In fact, I probably wouldn't even be here at all. <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, I went into the very first gym class. I'd signed up to the gym. And I went along to my very first gym class with my best friend. And we were both kind of in an overweight stage, but she was much, she was still already fitter than I was. And she was the sort of encouragement to go along. And we signed up for, it was uh, one of, not CrossFit, it was, uh, it was kind of like a CrossFit class. It was quite high intensity class. Um, it was one of the toughest classes in the gym because it was mm. a small gym that we started at for a reason <laughs> so they were out of the way and nobody knew us um but it was a very i went into this class and the guy kind of took one look at us the guy that was running the class and came over and was like are you sure you want to do this and we were like yeah 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 no we're totally game for it blah 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 and we were like we was like right well what will do is i'll partner you guys together and we were like well that would be better anyway <laughs> um, so we were fine so we start I think I got about this was an hour's class I think I got about seven eight minutes in <laughs> to the class and I had to run to the toilet because I was going to throw up bearing in mind I was extremely overweight I was at this point I was smoking drank like a fish but I didn't care about my body at all I didn't care about me at all it, I was this was me coming out of a very suicidal, depressed, and I didn't really have anxiety. I was just really severely depressed and suicidal. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was on watch all the time by the doctors and all of this stuff. And, like, I was in a really bad place. So, yeah, I smoked, drank. I ate nothing but takeaways and rubbish foods and stuff. So to, to go from that to go into a first fit, to my very first fitness class, of course my body was going to respond that way. Now, yeah. so I went to the toilet, threw up, <laughs> but I... I I said, like I said, in my head, I'm saying, I think I really don't want to do this. Really don't want to do this. I'd rather just go home. But I thought, no, I am making a change. I am making a change now. So I went back into the class. But the, you know, the gym instructor came up to me and says, I don't think this is for you. <laughs> I think you should just go home. Now, Jeez. that to me is horrific because. I, okay, I okay. I was not fit. Okay, I had to leave to throw up, but I still made the choice to go back into that class and give it everything I had anyway because yeah. I was making the choice. I wanted to make a change. I never actually liked those exercise classes because they used to make me feel like shit, pretty much. Because I couldn't, you try and you try and keep up with the instructor, don't yeah. you? And everyone else was doing it, and I still remember this. They were doing like some random like lower body circuit. And obviously, when I mentioned to you previously that doing body weight squats alone was hard, yeah, I just yeah. remember like completely collapsing and half of food just leaving and thinking, right, I can't even like keep up with this class. Like, how the hell am I going to do it? And I'm going forward from that. When I go into any sort of class now, it's very, very rare. But I always think to myself, I don't care if I'm going to be the only person that's doing this, but I'm going to keep to my own pace. Whether that means that I do one you know, for every one rep they do four, I don't care. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, yeah, I know what you mean. Exercise classes, and th this is why sometimes it's people 
I guess people blame the wrong people, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, people think it's it's the part, oh, it's because they're not motivated. I'm like, no, they usually are motivated. They've got themselves to the gym, they are motivated, but it's actually the staff that sometimes aren't the biggest motivated. Like, in my opinion, if you're taking on that job, right, it's different. I'm trying to be as open-minded about this as possible because <laughs> it's my own personal experience. Yeah. But in my opinion, if you, it's very much like any other service. If you are putting yourself into a position where you're wanting to better people, you're wanting to make people fit, you can't just keep training people who are already fit. You know, eventually there, there is going to be that person or those people who come to classes, who come into the gym, who are going to be nervous. It's going to be their first time, you know, they maybe do have a lot of weight to shift. Mm. that if anything that should be given the biggest amount of praise and the biggest pat on the back because we all know how much like it's a it's a complete knock like it's really difficult to walk through that door it's so intimidating yeah you know you know for a fact you're probably and maybe not you might not even be the worst person in the gym like that's the the best of it is and the, the other thing is nobody cares like the only person you need to be paying attention to is whoever's training you. If you mm-hmm. have somebody there who is training you. But my opinion is, if somebody's making the choice to make that change, that needs to be given the biggest amount of praise possible because that's the only way these people are going to come back. Mm. You know, and that's the only way, like, unless they have, like, a complete, an extreme stubbornness like myself <laughs> <laughs> when I went back into that class. And if anything... In a way, I'm kind of glad that he did it now. But if I was anybody else or another person, I might have like really taken that to heart, being like, started trying and left. Yeah, a lot. It, I, it depends, isn't it, on how you interpret it? But I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Exactly. For me, I was like, eh, hell to the no! I'm going to finish your class just because you said that. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> like before, I might have made it halfway through and left, but because you said that, I will be getting to the end of this class, even if I have to leave two more times. Go to the bathroom. I will finish this class. Um, and I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, and I, I, I did go back to his class a couple of times, but I kind of avoided it and went to other people's classes and I did other things because of him. Mm. It's amazing how now, see, now that I've made the transformation, I did go back to the gym a couple of times, and he did actually come up to me and say, "You've done amazing, blah blah blah." And I was like, "Well, no thanks to you." Yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, it's funny the people I because I. I live now in Northampton, but I went to school in Wellingborough. And it was really funny to, I went into a random gym there just because I was over there for work and all that sort of fun stuff. And I had a couple of the people come up to me who ironically used to bully me to hell. I'd be like, hey, Jazz, how are you? And obviously they see on like Instagram and whatever. And I kind of, I literally just, I, I remember, and I couldn't, it was hilarious. I just went, my response was, really guys and they're like what do you mean and I just thought uh, at that point I thought I'm not having this conversation with them I thought no I'm not Jim, I'm not gonna cause a scene but I was like <laughs> I was like good to see you guys um yeah things are well I'm glad to shoot off but I just thought how funny is that the people generally exactly. they, they come back afterwards like the same thing that happened with you um and they're like oh you know it's great and it's like well yeah <laughs> it's like people just put you into like a complete pedals no not pedestal people put you into like this like little category of like oh you're meant to be like this and actually it's not the case yeah exactly and yeah and I just think that yeah it's I just feel that if people get into that situation don't you don't have to listen to it like if you want to do something if you want to go for something do it because um I actually said this a couple of podcasts ago that people are never if if they don't understand if they don't understand the journey then they're not going to respect the journey. They're only going to respect the end result. Yeah. Because it's exactly as you were saying before, I did lose, I have lost a lot of friends um, in doing bodybuilding. Yeah. Luckily, um, a couple, like a few of my friends that kind of did distance themselves because of it or, you know, did make the usual comments about my diet and, you know, not being able to, drink and all of this stuff that to be honest I was wanting to give that up anyway um because I didn't really I've never really enjoyed drinking so Mm. it wasn't a big it wasn't a big deal for me to give it up but obviously for them it was always like when you go to an event it's 
why are why are you not eating or why aren't you drinking Kim? are you going to be drinking if you come and i'm like but what does it what 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 does it doesn't affect you personally so why does it matter i think yeah. people don't like from what i've from obviously my own personal experience i think people and i you know we're we're all we're all like subject to this we all struggle if some in some way to change whether that's change with our own lives things yeah, that are going yeah. on externally um and I felt this personally um as soon as I actually made the shift at university as soon as I kind of got to the point of thought I don't want to be drinking I didn't actually like the person I was when I was drinking yeah <laughs> I was a little bit too loud um so yeah I didn't like the person I was so I made the change and in instantly from there I started to see the people that were only actually talking to me because I was going out with them um yeah. and that was literally it and I still find this now and I found it with running my business and you know it's people don't like change unfortunately um in any way shape or form yeah I think some people some people struggle and then adapt and get through some people unfortunately don't um and I found this even this year as well um yeah it's, it's a hard one it's a hard one would you say it's been harder with friends or with family oh both mate really both I've had so For me the my reasons Oh, I don't. Oh, God. So I'm literally again. I'm like trying to put it into words. <laughs> um, it's strange though. Okay, let's talk about my friends. So okay. Um, funnily enough, the two girls that I would ride or die for, like outside of the industry, are my friends that have been my friends for the longest. Interestingly yeah. enough, so they've seen the whole journey, and I think because they've been moving slightly longer. Yeah, they yeah. see why I've made the changes that I have because they understand the situations that happened X Y Z. Um, yes, yeah. it, but at, at the same time, it, it is difficult when um, you know you've got. I, I had my Hindu last year, and it was just off coming off stage, and some of those friends I hadn't seen in ages. I have. I don't know if you have this, Lucy. You have like friends that are around you once you say to them, "Oh, I can eat now," and then you have the friends that don't care whether it's yeah, coffee yeah. or a full fat macchino, whatever the hell they have at Costa. Um, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, they, they'll, yeah. they'll be there. Um, yeah. Like if I remember being two weeks out and my friends like, oh, do you want to meet up? And I just said, look, I said, I could only, I pushed for Diet Coke. She goes, I'm fine. I'm skinned too. <laughs> so we went to oh, Diet Coke. I just said, so do you know what, mate? I said, I really do appreciate this. And she just yeah, made a bit of a joke yeah. thinking, well, it used to be tequila shots. I mean, it's just Diet Cokes now. She goes, it's fine. It's cool. And Aww. that's the sort of friend, whereas yeah. my other friends are just... It, I think sometimes you grow apart. Um, I think probably on our side as competitors, we tend to think that things happen because we compete, when sometimes it's just life. Sometimes you yeah. just catch your hearts, um, and that's natural. Yeah. It's natural to happen. Um, yeah. like I, for example, a lot of my friends um, haven't got boyfriends, so they're all still going out and doing that sort of thing, which is amazing. Um you know it's cool but I, I, it sounds a bit boring I don't I'm not into going out as much anymore I'm yeah. happily married and that's that's been a reason why friends have gone away so I think sometimes us as competitors kind of have to think and go is what's happening because of my lifestyle and competing or is this because of the life situation does that make sense yeah. like see, I, think, from yeah, that. See, I, I completely agree with that because that's something that um I've been making myself more consciously aware of that um, before I kind of not write people off, but you know what I mean. That mm. if I sort of before you respectfully said, distance yourself. I think that's yes. the way I like to put it. Yeah, yeah, I'm respectfully distancing myself, but at the same time, I do have a lot of friends. Well, not a lot of friends, but I've got a handful of absolute again ride or dies, amazing like hand like a small handful of people who I know. Um, there's three. Three, three of my girlfriends in particular who again same scenario they've known me for god knows how many years and you know they see me from start to finish they know the ins and outs they know why I'm doing what I'm doing in exactly the same sort of scenario I don't have to justify anything that I'm doing yeah. there are a couple of again really really close friends who I do adore but they are not quite as um open-minded to my choices because they couldn't be any more opposite sides of the coin if they tried. Mm -hmm. um, 
but at the same time, now that they're a bit more aware and they understand, we've gotten closer again because it's not just, again, I have to be a bit more open-minded that it's not something that they're interested in. It's not something that they understand. So once I kind of explain to them that I'm not just doing it because I want to have hashtag Beachbody mm-hmm. or anything like that, like I'm doing it because like, like they used to go to me, oh, I can't, don't know why you keep going to the gym. I'm like, but you don't understand. I'm not doing it because I have to. I'm doing it because I want to. Mm. Like, I'm not forcing myself to go to the gym. I mean, it's exact. I feel, and once I explained, said this to them, they totally understood. I says, how you feel about going out at the weekend or how you feel about um, having your takeaway at the weekend, that is how I feel when I go to the gym on a mm. daily basis. Like, I enjoy it. It, I come out happier, I feel amazing for it. Yes, we all have days where we want a day off, that's normal, right? But, and see, once I kind of explained that and I was like, it's a passion, they were like, ah, okay, light bulb, and there was never an issue again. Mm. Whereas, again, there are the few friends who have distanced, again, because of life, and that's something that I've had to be consciously aware of, but there are the few, unfortunately, who it has been because of my lifestyle changes, and they don't understand that Mm. but that's okay that is like again is people need to understand that that is okay that's like it doesn't make them a bad person it's just you're too different you know I just yeah 100% I think whatever you do in life you you, you're not going to please everyone I've learned that um so it's just yeah as long I always think as long as you try and do things you know you're kind to people and you don't do anything maliciously like intentionally um you know what I mean like it's, it's not a bad thing you want to just put yeah, say respectfully distance yourself from a friend it's not a case you hate them or anything like that um and I had to had had to have a conversation a couple of weeks ago and I just said to all my friends look if you ever you know if you ever need me I'm here but we and we both kind of just went yeah it's just it's just life like think things are different and they they don't they just it's just different priorities um certain examples like last year as you know having set up a business first within its first year you know competing and house move and marriage and other stuff that was going on at the time I just said to them like I cannot be affording to go out on these massive extravagant holidays and massive weekends away and it it, it drove us apart and I just said to them look um you know have a great time girls but you I think they were really trying to make me feel guilty for it um yeah, I, yeah. you know what I, I just I had said to the job girls I can't keep doing this anymore um and I yeah, yeah I said yeah. it with the nicest way I said I love you both um but I said I can't keep doing this anymore I can't keep having to justify myself I said it's exhausting yeah, um yeah. and they got it they got it but yeah you're not going to please everyone with, with, with whatever you do whether it's fitness or what, what you know if you take a job yeah, yeah. decision or whatever it is um but yeah as long as you're doing things which are right for you while in the process still being respectful to others then you know what I mean that's all that's all you can do that's all you can ask yeah, for yourself okay. if, if you're being your best self you're gonna attract the, the right people for your life the moment yeah. that if you're if you're pretending to be somebody that you're not and you're not happy you're never going to attract the right people for you because yeah. you're not yourself you're attract, yeah. like it's exactly like how we used to you know, we'll party and all that stuff, and okay, we probably enjoyed some of the time, but oh yeah, <laughs> like for me, the majority of the time, I was a bit like, ugh, like I could be thinking of a million other things I'd rather do right now. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if I'd stuck to that, I would have gravitated the wrong people towards me, and I probably, I might have been happy, but I would not have. In a few years' time, I'd be sitting saying I've never been true to myself, mm-hmm. and I think that's important. That I think. If so long as you're staying true to yourself and you're making yourself happy, and exactly as you said, that so long as you're respecting others and you're not forcing your opinion onto other people as well, um, you know, you, you are going to automatically attract the right people for your life. Yeah. Um. Okay. So how about family? Like, have you had like is is that the how do they feel about your changes? Um. They. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why I'm laughing. <laughs> oh, God. I should say, you know, sometimes I, I, you know, on my podcast, I talk about sometimes with my family, I'm like, God, they, it just shows they do not listen because they've never ever brought it up. The stuff really? that I talk about, yeah. So it just shows they do not listen. They have no idea. <laughs> oh, that's 
It's hilarious, isn't it? Um, again, it, it's it's something. It's a hard one. Um, I my mum's my mum gets there. My mum's probably the first one to, to to the finish line in terms of understanding what I do next and my plan. She's you know she obviously we all have our faults. Um, yeah. myself included. But yeah, my mum my mum's pretty legend. Um, she really helped me with Compact when it first started. So Amazing. when yeah. I first started Compact, um, me and my now husband were caring for Joe's dad. Um, because he had two emergency spinal decompressions which let him paralyzed um so i went from just stepping off stage getting compact up and running or you know getting start like start to form it before it even you know launch officially um and then within like a day i was moved into joe's dad's house and yeah i went into full-on carer mode um and joe's dad was awesome he always has been great um joe's mum has always been great as well like my mum's been great um yeah my grandma she's i don't know what i think it's just grandparents aren't they they just they say hilarious things like and i don't i take i, I let it go over my head yeah. yeah so my grand um well i always remember this one time it was when i i think it's when i did my first show she's like oh you do know you look really anorexic jazz and i was like Dan, you can't say that. And the mum and Jay's like, oh my god, I literally wanted to go mad. I was like, look, it's it's her. Like she says yeah. this stuff within I know, within yeah, she's not my biggest advocate. She came and married me pro with me. She was holding oh. a third place pro card trophy. She was like, Wah! like she literally was like walking down St. Auburn's, like my granddaughter, all this sort of stuff. But again, she's difficult. You have you have to work with family, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. and it's I always say this, it's your responsibility in some ways to kind of educate them. The yes. same way if you've just got a puppy or you've just got a little little girl, little boy, you're going to have to teach that one how to potty train. It ain't fun, but you've got to do it because yeah, it saves you having to clean up the shit off later on. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I've done it with my mum, done it with my grand, then I'm a big advocate. So they help me gem my stuff. Like, my mum gemmed my bikini last year. So, yeah, that's all pretty good. Um, Alta family, no, they're still... Um, they, I know they've made comments, but they always do. So it's just like there's just water for ducks back. My yeah, dad yeah. and my brother. So my brother, Joe, interesting enough, you, yeah, you came to the compact event because you're like a massive help on that day. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you saw my family, some random family members on that day. Probably didn't, but that my brother coming was the first time my brother's ever like gone to anything. Really? Any, yeah, anything at all, and. That was actually quite a big moment for me because he kind of like he was he, you know you can tell he was like taking it all in. He's always been someone that's always, you know, said you know, said negative comments and not been a biggest big supporter at all. Um, yeah. And he turned around to me and he goes, "So this is what you do, Jazz?" I'm like, "Yeah, this is what I do, Nick." And that's taken three years of him never coming to shows, never wanting to be involved, taking the piss out of me, saying negative yeah. comments. It took him three years and to come to this event, he went wow, this is pretty cool, Jazz, what you've done. And I, I just remember just crying. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, but, that was, but then now from that, he's always asking me about it, and he's really interested. So that's taken three years of really, you know, very awkward family situations that, you know, I've sat there with my Tupperware and been like, why am I sitting here putting myself in this situation? Um, yeah. And I, I think a lot of people can relate to that because it's, yeah. like, it's that awkward, like, first year they're making comments, it makes you feel like crap, it doesn't help the situation, they're not supportive, but now my second, third year, fourth year in, I've now got a really good support network, but yeah. it's come from a lot of trial and tribulation, a lot of me biting my tongue, and a lot of difficulties. Um, my dad still doesn't get what I do, but I've just accepted that. Because um, yeah. you know, I don't get, well, I don't understand lifts, he's in the lift industry, it's very interesting, guys. Um, yeah, he's. I don't care about lifts, so that's the way I see it, I'm like, well, I'm not bothered. I'm not interested about Liz, so I don't expect him to be as interested in bodybuilding. Like our own passions, we can't expect anyone else to be interested in them as much as ourselves because that's that's just human nature. We're all inherently selfish to a certain degree. Yeah, um, yeah. And I find said Joe, I'm like, oh, Joe, I found this really cool product for Compact. He goes, yeah, yeah. And I know he's interested, but and I expect to have the same excitement. But how can I? Because it's my baby. It's it's me. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. my and it's the same with everything what everyone else especially when they start competing um and i had this i expected everyone to be on this bandwagon and be really excited with competing i thought well no this it, it this is my thing i i if i'm not the biggest advocate and supporter for myself 
like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. Like that. Um, so yeah, I feel like I've spoken way too long for too long. <laughs> no. But, um, yeah, I hope that makes some sort of sense. No, it does. Yeah, absolutely. I've got one last question for you. What would you say has been the biggest struggle for you, competing or starting a business? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, throw that one in there. No, I just, I'm trying to find a coin. Should I just flip a coin at this yeah. point? Um, oh, oh I, I honestly, I don't even know if I can answer that question. It's so hard. And the reason why it's so hard, um, the business side, and this is something, again, it's, it's stuff that happens, but I tend to not really voice it a lot. Like, starting a business is freaking hard. Oh, amen to that. Amen to that. It's like, you know, I before Compact started and while me and Joe were sitting in his dad's house, um, I think he I think he started into like physio or something or some sort of like rehab for a little bit. And we kind of had this we had the house deposit and I said to him, like, I really want to give this compact thing a go. Like I really think it could be a game changer. Um and he goes, all right, Jazz, he goes, we, we're going to have to choose here. Um, and that was, for us, it was either buy a house or compact. And we decided to take some a massive chunk and go for compact. And was, we all, some of you might know with renting, it's very, yeah. very, um, it's not the most, it's not the most fabulous. Well, it's all right, but obviously it's very expensive in comparison to have your own house. Um, the business side has been difficult because, like, more financially, everything I've been doing is, is self-funded. Um, I'm still working my other job at the moment on, on top of life and all those other stuff. Um, what other job do you do? So, I, my background's in marketing. Mm-hmm. So I was doing marketing for a little bit. I was self-employed, all that sort of stuff. And then I kind of, I was doing marketing part-time for this other job and then marketing for Compaq. And I was like, I really... I love doing my own compact stuff. I don't really enjoy this other company. Mm-hmm. Um, so I now, and I started this in January, I now work. It's just so random. I work as an executive assistant for an insurance advisor. Ah, there you uh, go. Then. Which is really random, um, but I absolutely love it. It's well, completely outside of the industry. I've learned so much about, like, being grown up, basically, in terms of, like, mortgages, investments, yeah. IDs, pensions, life, critical illness, everything, which I feel is kind of, you know, it's a good investment. My boss is fantastic. She's, like, my biggest advocate, and she even says to me, look, Jazz, if you're still here after a year, you've not done compact well. Like, she's she she wants me to, like, you know, That's stuff, which is really, really rare, um, and she's amazing. So, yeah, that, I think for the business side, that's probably the hardest part, um, and the demands of it. So, you know, I'm doing this podcast now um, which is eight o'clock and then the next couple of hours I'm probably going to be re- you know, replying back to emails sorting orders out and doing all that sort of thing so I don't know Com- sorry I feel like I've rambled again competing is hard again financially we all know that um it can be a very expensive hobby that we have very expensive. um do you know what now I'm thinking about it I would say the business is harder yeah I'm- I would agree. I get why you you started to start with because when I it's funny when I asked you the question, I actually asked myself the question because I've never actually thought about it before. Yeah, I've not either. And, yeah, and at first I agreed with you that I thought, oh, they're both quite a struggle. But no, as much as competing can be a struggle, and obviously prep, you get tired and all that stuff. I would go through prep three, four, five times over than starting a business. I think with competing, once you've done it the first time, you kind of go, you kind of, you iron it out the more you do it. Yeah, you, you there's no like massive choke holes or there's no nothing that surprises you or kind of catches you off guard because you kind of know what what's gonna go on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas business, you don't know whether there's gonna be a massive tax bill coming up or you don't yeah. know whether you know there's gonna be no sales on that day or you know what I mean. That, that yeah. is a lot more unpredictable. Um, so. Yeah, I don't, it's interesting, I've never thought of it that way, but yeah, I would probably say the business is harder. I think it's obviously when you've got, when it's your own baby, you put a lot more pressure on yourself, um, you're having to manage, you know, athletes and suppliers and everything, especially when you're starting out, it's famous, I find this hilarious, Lisa, when people are like, oh, your girls are amazing, I'm like, yeah, 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 I'm like, it's just me still, um, <laughs> so yeah, you're trying to do everything. Um, so yeah, I'd probably say the business is the hardest one, especially for myself when in comparison, probably 
in comparison to my other friends, um, my salary is probably not on theirs, but at the same time, like I've got an investment mentality. Like I could potentially draw out a little bit of money from compact, but every single time I go to do it, I'm like, yeah, but I really have that idea that I've been like really wanted to, wanted to do or that product that I really wanted to bring out. So I, it's just an easy brainer, no brainer, do you know what I mean? But I know yeah, that yeah. I have to take the sacrifice of still working my other job and doing everything else. So yeah, I'd probably say the business, but I like that question because I feel like it's made me reflect on yes, yes. everything. So, yeah, that's cool. Well, I'm glad you were walking away with something as well. Rather than just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. It's just so funny. If you would have told me, like, five years ago, I'd be doing this. I'd be like, what? I honestly saw myself five years ago in Manchester. Um, and it was going that way. Manchester, marketing manager um, in, like, a fashion company. That's the way I saw it. Yeah, well, I saw myself being a short-haired, fat... <laughs> administrator for an electrical wholesaler company for the rest of my life and well look at me I'm now a dog groomer with my own business podcast bodybuilder yeah it's amazing how things can change yeah I mean and the, the and as I say is that the, the thing that I've found the best out of all of this is meeting the people oh yeah um I've I've never met such an inspiring and empowering bunch of people in my life and I mean like I say like that's why the people that I'm coming on here that I've got on here are like I said to you before we start the podcast I've written a list of all the people that I think people should hear from um and I think we'll have interests and insights and I don't doubt I'm probably going to have you back on again because we've definitely got so much more to touch on why not mate Always happy, always happy to do it. Um, yeah, absolutely. It, it, it is, it's a nice challenge for me, actually, because I, I very much like being in your position. I like asking other people questions. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's been a nice challenge for myself just to kind of... Be on Reflect. Yeah, definitely. But, yeah. no, it, it's, I think it's... I think if anyone can take anything from this is... Well, I hope these ramblers have made some sort of sense, but you just... You never know, like where your life's going to end up um and yeah just 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 say yes to every single opportunity I, people ask oh how have you got to where you have now and I'm like because I've said yes to everything and I've pretty much just learned I've I've just learned to say yes is that in your way of coping um would you say like so when if a if a difficult opportunity arises you just do it anyway has that been your sort of way of, I mean, yeah, that, that's kind of the last question I'm asking everybody is throughout your struggles, how have you learned to cope? Like if, if so, if something was to come up and, you know, maybe it sets you back five paces, which we all go through at some point, do you know how you would cope? Hmm, interesting. Um, I think every single time it's been like a different sort of thing. I know myself personally when I've had times and I've struggled is... I have to hit rock bottom before I can bounce. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's just the way, like, that, and that's through self-awareness. I know that's just kind of the way I am. Um, yeah. A lot of times, I think, and I see it quite a lot, obviously, from talking with girls on the Not Just Bikini Girl podcast and Compaq and all that sort of thing, is us as competitors, we like to burn the stick, the stick, the match, that's the one, that we like to burn the match at both ends. Yeah, um, yeah, and you know, same with a car. You can keep one in that car, but if you don't get an MOT on it and take just a day or like a moment just to kind of relax, chill yeah, out, yeah. um, you, your car is gonna get fucked. And that's thing. That's the same thing with my with your brain. I, that's thing. Something I've learned a lot this year is I can't keep going a, mu- a million miles an hour. I can, but something always has to give in the end. Of course. Um, so yeah, that's probably my I guess inverted commas like coping thing is I kind of I keep myself in check a lot more um I know when I need to you know it sounds I hope this sounds nice but I know when I need to take some time out of the industry so you know just do around like doing arts obviously you see all my art stuff I've been doing um it sounds silly just being around people that don't know how they have no idea what I do and that's why I like my other job at the moment because they have no idea I'm this fitness business owner podcast person and I love that um, because that's not just because it's not yeah I, that's only one part of my life um so yeah I think in terms of coping mechanisms keeping yourself in check and it's finding your formula like my formula is 
on Pinterest, and that sounds really weird. Um, go on Pinterest and like look up random like inspiration for like house and interior. Like that's what kind of what I love doing. Um, and doing some art, going for walks, um, seeing my nan and hearing her repeat the same sentence five times, but I don't care because it's just <laughs> funny. Um, you know, seeing mates that are completely outside the industry. Um, and yeah, and just doing my art. I don't know what it is, but that that for right now that is my formula. If I feel like I'm working too much, I'm like, oh, like even and Joe's quite good actually these days. I feel you know we've been together for how long? Three years now. Um, and he's pretty good. He's like he, he can tell when he always asks me like, when's the last time you picked up the paintbrush or when's the last because like, he knows that's that's my that's formula. Now. Um, but it's taken a long time for me to find that formula, and I think that's something I'd say to anyone listening is find your formula like there's so much information overload I think um not just in the industry just in society in general yeah, yeah, and yeah. there's so yes you can te- like you can all try and pick up a paintbrush but you might just be like I don't know how Jasmine does this so you've got to find your formula take what all the information that you're into you know you're absorbing and then like regurgitate and find your path and find your kind of formula for doing things yeah, um, yeah. it's going to be completely different so yeah. yeah I like that I like that I'm glad <laughs> no and it's been, it has it's been lovely getting to know you a bit better and yeah kind of because obviously I already know you but it's, it's nice to kind of hear the non-compact just the bikini girl competitor girl that I know it's nice to kind Aww. of hear your background and yeah it's, it's, it's interesting for me 100% Oh, like so you're somebody that I look up to, so it's it's always nice to, yeah, kind of get get to know you a bit better, find out what your story is. Thank you, lovely. That means a lot. I send you air hugs up to Scotland right now. Oh, okay. I've caught it. I've caught it. <laughs> <laughs> right, I will leave it there so you can crack on with your evening because yes, yeah, it's, it's it's getting it's getting late now. <laughs> um, but it's been I've I've loved having you on. I've loved getting to know um a bit more about you. I know there'll be a lot of my listeners that will have enjoyed it too. I hope so. And Thanks for having me on, man. Do appreciate oh, it. Oh no, well I'll no doubt be asking you again in the future. <laughs> how's that how's the painting going now you got anything new to do (laughs) do you know what i i just i just do random stuff these days um i've randomly brought well this is a bit of like an insight so my next event on the 16th of november for compact um i'm actually going to be designing my own backdrop ah that's yeah because like again it's something creative and it's like really cool because then I'm looking at like again on Pinterest and looking at like inspiration for like interiors and all that sort of stuff so yeah that's pretty much I guess that's like that's the main thing that's in my mind at the moment um is what sort of like backdrop I want to do and chesting up paints and wood and it sounds really boring but I absolutely love it that's like my happy place I don't wrong my thing is I love to colour in. So I've got like five colouring in books and like three packs of pens. Oh no, I haven't. I've never had my gran has one, um, and a lot of my friends have the adult colouring books and they look really good. I've never done it myself. I love it. It's so relaxing. In fact, it's me and one of my best friends. Um that's how I got into it. That she was doing it and when I was round at her mum's one night, um her mum had one as well. And um, like she's one of my best friends. That she was the sensible one. I was usually the one that got myself into trouble. <laughs> and um, she was like, so we were we were sitting up in our mum's bed and we were sitting coloring in. This was only like last year, so I'm not saying like we were like 13, 14. I was 25 when I was doing this. <laughs> so we were sitting on the bed. We were sitting in the bed. We had friends on in the background, sitting coloring in. And our dad walks in. She's like, he's like, if I knew this is what would would take. To get you guys to chill out, I would have got you the colouring book years ago. <laughs> oh, love it. Um, but yeah, no, I love it. It's so therapeutic and relaxing because you just kind of switch off and you're just so focused on the colouring in that, yeah, it just it does. It switches your brain off for a little while and you're not sitting, staring at a screen. And yeah, it's, it is. It's nice. It's therapeutic. So not quite as creative as yours, but it's um, it's along the lines. It's along the same lines. Oh, good. But yes, no, and I'm I'm super excited for November. Just saying. <laughs> super excited I think I've kept November. it. I've I've kept it very much in the down low. Um, yeah, 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 I was gonna say like that's that's super exciting. I can't wait. 
There you go, a bit of an insight. But yeah, got the 16th of November, um, already looking at 2020 of what we're doing um, event-wise as well. So might be taking a trip up to Scotland, maybe. Yes, now we're talking. <laughs> Just because I, when I, uh, I take so much feedback from um, people that come up to me at shows, and I love the fact that they're just like, oh, you should be doing this, you should be doing that, because it's the only way that I can, you know, of course. do it all. Um, and the overwhelming thing is, can you bring it up to Scotland? There's nothing in Scotland. So I'm like, cool, I'm going to do it. <laughs> yes, super excited. I mean, I come along anyway, regardless of where you are, but yeah, oh, Scotland sounds you. good. There you go. Another insight, 6th of November and Scotland next year. It's on yeah. some radar. Now we're talking. So before we go, do you want to let everybody know where they can find you? Probably in Nando's in Northampton. Aside from that, though... <laughs> Um, well there's like three different accounts I guess you've got Compact Women so K-O-M-P-A-K um, not just the Bikini Girl which is the podcast account yes I make my life very difficult having all these accounts um, and then Jasmine Julia Jeffrey as well which is like my personal one so there you go awesome. thank you so much yet again though for coming on it's been absolutely amazing having you on it's been so such good it's been do you know something that's the fastest hour of my life <laughs> there you go I kept kept looking at the clock and I'm like has that been 20 minutes already Um, (laughs) (laughs) yeah no good good thing Um, what's what's the phrase I'm thinking of Um, time flies when you're having fun that's the one I'm looking for it's getting too late now my brain's not functioning anymore (laughs) Um, no fabulous having you on doll and I shall end it there but it was lovely having you and we shall hopefully hear you well have you back on the podcast again soon Definitely, babe. Speak to you soon. Speak to you soon. Stop it.